Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul Isles Rush. I'm Ken Moss. And Ken, you're in the hot seat this week. I am very intrigued. One Britain, one nation. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Sadly, sadly, I do, yes. Now, as has been said before, Paul and I are on different sides of a Brexit fence. It doesn't come up, it's not an issue, and it doesn't get in the way. There's a push from the government to sort of build us as an identity, or strengthen us as an, as an identity in ourselves. More at home than, than around the world, I think. In many ways, I don't think that's a bad thing. Every now and again, there is a misstep, and uh, this might just be one of them. This is a song which uh, I heard or I saw a few people on the Bird app this week um, likening to uh, Tomorrow Belongs to Me, which is a Hitler Youth song. <laughs> I don't think it's quite going that far, but the, the whole idea is that it's um, a patriotic song for kiddies to sing in schools to celebrate One Britain, One Nation Day. It was written by the kiddies at a primary school in Bradford, and uh, it was the whole campaign was founded by a retired policeman called Cash Singh. So it was all, you know, it was it was all to create a harmonious society where, you know, all all faiths and cultures are into into mingled and integrated. And it's, so the whole basis of it was all very positive. Mm. As soon as the government backed it, because it was, it was, you know, they went to the government to try and promote this thing. As soon as the government backed it, it was seen as little Englanders and the whole thing has sort of fallen apart. And I do feel it's a bit of a shame, really, because the idea of, uh, of kiddies writing a song to get everybody to be and having a sort of a national day that kiddies can sing a song at school about us all being one nice, vibrant nation. Everybody gets on. Because having actually heard the thing, it is a little bit twee. <laughs> And some of the words they could have thought twice about. But the sentiment behind it is actually quite nice. Now, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I was initially quite alarmed when when it came out. Because they when, when they said that at a certain time on this particular day, all of the kids in the UK, all the school kids, will unite together and sing this this chant <laughs> and and there was there was a bit of a um a hitler-esque vibe about it but when you think about it and somebody was saying in a lot of other countries when the kids go into school in the morning and we're not talking about like communist <laughs> china or anything but there's a lot of uh, in in america they uh, the national anthem, and pledge allegiance to the flag yeah. every day. There's things like that. And, you know, maybe it would be nice to instill a bit of patriotism. But I, I guess the way, <laughs> the way that it was handled uh, the, handled by the government was uh, did make it come across a little bit Hitler Youth. <laughs> I can see why people were sort of a bit mocking of this. It's, it's not... I do like the idea behind it. I don't think... I think if you're going to do it, though, you need to have a song that actually people are going to whistle and, and they do actually like. It's not a very inspiring song. Mm. And it is, particularly when you get to the end stanza of this thing and it's just strong Britain, great nation, and it's just over and over. And basically, you just in your head, you see armies of kiddies goose-stepping across the playground to this thing. Yeah, the whole thing just doesn't really sit terribly well by the time the time you get to the end it's more propaganda than a song yeah even though it's been written by the kiddies but they could have done so they could have really thought about this a little bit better but on the other hand 
I don't see any problem with, you know, flying the Union flag or the England flag or what have you on schools and public buildings or in towns and squares and singing. I mean, meh. Maybe not the national anthem. I'm, I personally, you know, I have no problem. I, I like the fact that people sing the national anthem, but we are in a nation that is pushing against, there's a, a strong element of it that's pushing against the royals, but we've still got things like Land of Hope and Glory, which is, is quite mm. a nice patriotic song and something for the kiddies to get behind. If they, I don't think it's a bad thing for us to have a sense of identity as a nation. We don't need to goose step. <laughs> We don't need to do the minute hate at lunchtime every day. The problem that I've got, really, it's not so much with, with this particular song. I think it's one of, going to be one of those things. It's a nice idea, but it'll die a death pretty quickly. Mm. My problem is that there's immediately the knee-jerk reaction from, I suspect primarily the, the Remain camp, although uh, the, I cannot, I've, I've no proof of that, but anything... <laughs> The Remain Camp on Twitter, I should say, because that's where all my, that's where all Knowledge. the, no, the, the bile from the rest of the universe is mm. all funneled yeah, yeah. through Twitter as if that is in somehow a, a, an echo chamber of the real world, which it isn't. <laughs> but the Remainers on Twitter, I should say, and, and the, the diehard left wing seem to see anything patriotic or anything that is pro-British as somehow terrible. And there's no other country on the planet that does this. Even Scotland, Ireland and Wales. You drive into Wales, there's a huge banner across the M4, a permanent electronic sign with the Welsh flag, Welcome to Wales. Everything's in Welsh. The Welsh flag is everywhere. Scotland, the saltire is on everything. But nobody looks at them and, and it's actually quite heartening. You drive into Wales and Scotland and think you've got your own national identity. Everybody's really proud to be Scottish and Welsh. In England, it's racist. Yeah. Well, that is because the English flag has been, for for a long time, commandeered by racist groups. True, but they can't help themselves. They've they've not got anything else. No, uh, (laughs) they can't design uh, their own flag. (laughs) Well, the Scotland flag has been commandeered by Nicola Sturgeon, who is... She's quite racist. She's horrendous. I mean, Scotland, sort yourselves out. If you want to go independent, go independent. With Honestly, you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. You will be financially fucked for a while, but you'll be fine. But Nobody you, in Scotland wants to, apart from her. Uh, <laughs> well, it's her and, and Alex Salmon tearing the place apart uh, to try and convince people of something that they really don't want to do. One of the things that um, made me laugh about the One Britain, One Nation <laughs> day is that... Um, the day that they picked. Oh, the, the Scottish kids were on holiday. <laughs> it was already the summer holidays for Scotland. So it's like, we're one Britain, one nation apart from Scotland. Uh, and there was a problem with Wales as well, I think. I'm sure they had an inset day or something. It was, <laughs> it was a really bad day to pick. Um, yes, yeah, so we might as well have just sung Jerusalem <laughs> and then and waved at St. George's flag. Yeah, so, but if you're going to have no problem, I think that we, have, we are going to reach a stage where... It is primarily that this left wing, the di- the far left. God, if you can have such a thing, uh, you're so far left, you're far right. But it's you, we must be anti anything pro nationalism or, or pro identity. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's just just because you you have a strong sense of identity as a country, or you embrace the culture of your own country, that's not a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing for kiddies to to get hold of that and run with it. No. As part of a wider world. 
No, that's it. We should be teaching our kids that being British is something to be proud of. And I completely get what you're saying about the Remainers. Every time you put a a union flag anywhere, you're obviously a Brexit. (laughs) You obviously voted for Brexit. You hate Europe. I think we should narrow that down to Twitter because in real life that doesn't actually happen. No, but... Like it or not, we have left the EU now. We are on our own. We're, we're not going to go back to the glory days of being, you know, the, the British Empire. The, we are. That's what we all want. <laughs> Everybody who voted Leave thinks that we have got a British Empire and everything is going to be measured out in ounces. That's it. Well, That's, it's, it's, it's definitely going to happen. That's what we voted for. Honest. Yeah, we're going to have our road signs back in miles. <laughs> and wait a second. And beer will come back in pints and it'll be, oh, it'll be the glory days again. <laughs> yeah. The map will be pink. (laughs) Yeah. So let's teach the kids to be proud to be British in the way that Britain is now. Yeah. And I think it's great. Like you said, it was written by some kids in Bradford. And the guy, I mean... (laughs) Obviously, I'm, I'm not making a huge... You're going to generalise that he might not be white. <laughs> yeah, his, his name was Mr. Cash Singh. Singh. Cash yeah. Singh. And that's great because he is as British... I mean, I don't know his background, but I assume he's as British as you mm. or I. And the fact that uh, somebody in, say, in, I don't know, 1960, uh, someone called Mr. Singh suggested this idea might have caused a few ruffles. And I think it's great that this is embracing our multi- multiculturalism and our new way and our fantastic trade deals we've got with all the uh, with all the other countries but yeah we are we've left the EU they're not going to let us back in even if we go back crawl into them and you know it's it's not likely that we're ever going to ask you know that's well it. not so, for quite yeah it, it so. might happen but not for a while I wouldn't have thought no and so we are. We're, we're on our own. We've got our, our own national identity. Let, let's build it up. And the best way to do that is with the kids. Yes. It doesn't help that somebody somewhere has shortened this to Obon, which is a really terrible acronym. But they missed, like a ter- a they missed a great trick here. Because if you really want to be multicultural and, and sort of inclusive and, and get everybody to get together, why didn't they just call it the Sing Song? <laughs> Can you imagine? People would have really got on board with that. I imagine Mr. Singh would have got on board with that if he'd called it that. Because it's sort of having a bit of a laugh. It's self-mockery, but also, oh, that's really sweet, actually. Yeah, we should we should get on board with that. Rather than, I hesitate to say, goose-stepping behind the Union flag. Because it, it does come... I, I, even looking at it for what it is and the, the good intentions behind it, that is how it comes across. Yeah. But And the thing that we do best with songs is take the piss. <laughs> we don't do serious songs very well. Every single popular song. We said this a couple of weeks ago about Vindaloo and Three Lions. They're all sort of tongue-in-cheek comedy songs, and those are the ones that stick in the British consciousness best. Yeah. So something a bit upbeat and yeah, just a bit, a bit, a bit more light. Yeah, that would be better. Yeah, I like it. Like, get Gary Barlow to write it. He writes a good... Uh, a good song. There's not been much of a gay theme this time, but I will crawl by this in. Um, <laughs> on the BBC website, there were comments. Uh, somebody said, it's just so bad. It still manages to get worse every single time you hear it. But the final comment, they should put that song into Eurovision. They hate us as it is, so we might as well go for broke. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that, it's like you were saying about Eurovision. 
put that song on, get a few few flags flying, some fireworks. I'm telling you, we, we, <laughs> we need a comedy a British time. song. We don't need to go in there with a serious song. We need a comedy song. That will be what will get us back to the top of the Eurovision. Well, it, the only the only songs people really get enthused about in Britain are, are the comedy songs or major hits from shows. Mm. So we, if we get Elaine Page singing a comedy song. Well, if we could get somebody that's not 128 years old, I don't know how old Elaine Page is, but she's been around forever. Surely she must be knocking on a bit now. I will not have a word said against oh. Elaine Page. <laughs> <laughs> get Andrew and Lloyd Webber to write it and, you know, it's a- <laughs> It's got Eurovision written all over it. Yes. So, well, it's time to decide feather or not. Oh, bon. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be one of those blips in British uh, history where it happened and will probably be quickly forgotten. It's a nice idea. I'm going to give it a one. It's a lovely idea, but it's not going to have any impact, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's going to be one of those uh, that's going to be on the uh, like the big fat quiz of the year, twenty twenty one, and people, you know, they'll be asked to try and remember the the words. Yeah, it's it's a lovely idea. I mean, there's definitely something in it. The execution of it, primarily because we got the government involved. Uh, well, the, yeah, they, somebody somewhere thought it'd be a good idea to get the government involved, and and uh, with stuff that's done for good intentions. Getting the government involved. I learned this the hard way. You know, anything that I happened to get invited along to, immediately people turned against, which is why I, start, I, t- I started turning down a lot of invites to things in the end because it actually went way, way against mm. the uh, good nature of, of what they were trying to do. I'll give you, I'll give you council backing, but just don't have council involvement anywhere near it. We'll have a, a tiny little badge on a letter somewhere. Especially given the behavior of the government in recent weeks, uh, maybe they should have just stayed away from this. And it might, it might have caught on, it, at least, at least in the schools. So it's time for screening queens. <laughs> Well, it's not really kiddies writing a song or even anybody writing a song, but it's a very British patriotic thing. The Full Monty, which is a community coming together to put on a show for the greater good. And it's about as British as it gets, that movie. It is brilliant. It's uh, It's been years since I've seen it, but that is, if you want a musical story that brings people together in Britain, you know, in the same vein as something like Brassed Off, you know, British films with a, a musical story behind them. Actually, we we don't do too badly when we do them. It's been they, they come along now and then. Yeah, they're not as frequent as they were, but yeah, the Full Monty. It's it's always it's always a good British feel good film about music. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, uh, and I'll strippers, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's got naked men in it. So <laughs> we got the gays in right at the end. <laughs> And on that on that note, uh, we'll we'll sign off. Uh, Ken, are you going to sing us out with one Britain, one nation? I am.
Ken Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.